guys! Uh, so, this podcast is all about my cat. Uh, so if you actually know me, you'll know how much I love her. Um, and it's just a little bit of an anxiety survival guide. And little tips and tricks that I learned from Honey. Because sometimes Honey can actually be a little bit selfish. She knows that all I want to do is hold her like a little fur baby and stroke her cute little ears when she's trying to sleep. And I know that she's not having either of those things. Her selfishness is undoubtedly part of her cuteness. And that's why those cuddle sessions, mostly on my terms, usually in bed, feel so rewarding. With a cat lady from mum, I was genuinely going to be born into this life. And when I think about all the times my cats have unknowingly got me through an anxiety attack, helped me sleep, kept me company when I was poorly, sad or just lonely. Well, I feel a little pang of guilt for putting their cute kitten bodies in Barbie-sized clothes all those years ago. Although my cat doesn't need to fend for herself, she's quite scared of a lot of things to be honest. Her instinctual nature has taught me a lot about my own survival. I've had cats my entire life and even when I moved out, I still managed to adopt this gross little stray one but they've always been there through my darkest moments diagnosed with anxiety disorder last year i learned to listen to my cat's purr as a way to soothe myself to sleep two of my closest friends helped me through a similar time this year and they also suggested cats purring as a way to help i still stroke my cat when i get anxious it releases some feel-good chemicals in the brain like endorphins and dopamine which decrease pain and stress The steady rhythmic hand motions help to ground me and Honey isn't complaining either. Our relationship is mutually beneficial. She gets food, play and a very, very big amount of unconditional love and I have a constant source of comfort. Anxiety is a fickle little beast. When I've got a lot on my plate, it finds each and every possible vulnerability to concentrate on and stress over. Even when I've got next to nothing to do with my time, my anxiety holds onto imaginary issues, creates them with its ability to assume the worst in every situation. It can be so hard to take care of yourself properly when your brain is more concerned with the sound of an ambulance outside. Who's in it? What happened? Is it someone I know? Is it someone I love? Will I get to say bye? And anxiety's best frenemy, the future, slinking around all times. Am I wasting my life? Where will I be in a few years? Will I be able to handle change? And while all of this swirls around inside my head, Honey sleeps peacefully next to me with her paw, most probably padding on my face. I realise something about my cat's life. It's nothing like mine. It's largely instinctive. She eats when she's hungry, sleeps when she's sleepy, and chases things when she has the energy to release. It's also life of trust. She trusts that my family will return after being out all day long, and that she'll get fed and kissed repeatedly all over her face. I might not be able to live the life of a cat, but I can make those notes on how to live less inside of my own head and be more present to trust more willingly in the things I've come to know. Just because my mum is getting late home doesn't mean that something bad has happened and I need to make myself preservation a priority. 
So today I am taking care of myself like little Honeywood and I encourage you to do the same too. I will eat and sleep and drink enough water. I'll be present and gentle with myself. I'll play when I need a break from working and will not apologise for putting on my own figurative oxygen mask before attempting to help others with theirs. Change will come, but I will most probably always have catnaps. <laughs>